Hey everyone, welcome to the Missio podcast. Today is actually May 1st, it's Monday, and yesterday, April 30th, was uh, Missio's fifth birthday. So we, yeah, we celebrated five years as a church together, which is pretty uh, amazing. I think in many ways, it seems like five years isn't really that long at all, right? Like there's a lot of things that are only five years old in our lives and we don't think, man, this is a long time. But then in other ways, it seems like there's been many different lifetimes of experiences that have unfolded these past five years. I mean, global chaos, right? COVID, that was huge. And it felt like we aged more than five years during that time. But there's just been so much that has happened over the past five years at Missio, and and I'm just grateful for the experiences that we've had together, the ways that we've grown. Uh, yesterday, during our worship celebration, during the time of teaching, we had a panel up. Uh, we had Alex and Kendall Kies, who have been a part of Missio since day one. We had Stan Granberg, who uh, he and Gina started Kairos Church Planting, who actually helped Laura and I uh, plant Missio uh, several years ago, obviously. And then we had Charla Brown, who is a member of our governance board at Missio, and she's a, a friend. She lives locally in Woodenville. And it was just a great experience of sharing stories of what, what people have seen over these past five years, you know, areas of growth things that we've struggled with and wrestled with, uh, ways that we've just navigated the, the challenges of not having a home, really. We started at the Northgate Community Center when we launched five years ago. And then during COVID, we went from being on YouTube that we would watch in our homes to backyards and parks and hotel ballrooms and cafes and finally to uh, the music center where we have been meeting now for a year. And it's just been a lot of really, well, a lot of fun experiences for sure. Some challenging experiences, definitely. But in all of them, we've seen God bring us through and grow us as a church and it's been such a joy to watch and to be a part of this over these past five years. But, you know, we've been in this series all year looking at the kingdom of God. And so I do want to spend some time um, in this teaching talking about some of the why of Missio. Why did, you know, just a, a small group of people meeting in our house in Haller Lake, uh, six years ago, decide that we wanted to start a new church together. And, and there's a couple of, of teachings in Jesus's parables um, that I want to look at because I think they really help frame this why question. Why did we start Missio? So let's look at two of these, these teachings of Jesus. The first is from Mark chapter 4, verses 30 and 32, through 32. And it says, again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? And just again, for context, all year we've been looking at what the kingdom of God is, what that means and what it means for us. And so Jesus is asking the same question. How shall we say that the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It's like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. 
Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. And then the second passage I want to look at is from Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. It says, Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So there is one thing in particular from both of these teachings of Jesus that I hope strike you as kind of familiar, or, or they're in both of them, right? And it's this idea of the mustard seed. And so yesterday at Missio, during our worship, I had a small packet of mustard seeds for, for everyone to kind of hold up and, and get a feel for how small a mustard seed actually is. Because they're pretty small, right? And so I honestly have to admit something as we get started. You know, growing up in the church, we would often look at these two teachings of Jesus And again, we would have mustard seeds as illustrations for faith and what the kingdom is like, just like we did yesterday uh, during worship. But I was always a little bit confused when we would talk about these teachings because it would make me wonder, how does small faith, and I'm using air quotes in this moment, how does small faith translate to anything of significance or meaning? Right? How does small faith translate to big impact in the world? Especially because then we would hear things like in youth groups or in churches that we were supposed to have big faith, that our faith needed to grow. And we would hear stories of missionaries or people who did these incredible things in God's kingdom. And we would say, look at how big their faith is. And honestly, it felt like, you know, as a teenager, That we would hear all you need is this mustard seed sized faith. But then we would listen to these stories of people doing things that felt completely impossible when you're 14 or 15 years old. And I just remember honestly feeling stuck. Trying to kind of reconcile how Jesus would describe his own kingdom and the faith of the people in his kingdom as only needing to be the size of a mustard seed. While then hearing these stories of what felt like people living lives of impossible faith. You know, just being transparent and honest, I have not always had great faith in my life. And especially over the past few years, during the hardest parts of the COVID years, I would say that much of my faith just honestly looked like a mustard seed. It was small, little, and tiny, just tiny little seeds of faith. And there have honestly been moments along my journey of faith where I have wondered if my faith was enough for me to accomplish what felt like a huge calling on my life to create spaces where then other people could grow in their faith, <laughs> like, right? And then ultimately the conclusion I would come to every time I would ask that question on myself is no. I do I simply don't have enough faith for me to accomplish these things. But then again, isn't that the point of what Jesus is telling us in these two teachings? Notice that in the first one, in Mark chapter 4, Jesus doesn't compare the mustard seed to our faith. What does he compare it to? He compares the mustard seed to the kingdom of God. I don't know if you guys know how mustard seed plants grow. 
Um, I honestly didn't know before last week either, but they are like self-seeding plants. Uh, they kind of grow and the seeds kind of just burst out of them and creates more plants around them. Some people actually call uh, mustard plants invasive because they will spread with very little work on the farmer's part. There's actually another parable that Jesus has in Mark chapter 4 where he talks about this man who scatters seed on the ground. And all day and night, whether the man is asleep or he gets up, the seed sprouts and it grows, though he doesn't know how it's growing, right? And see, Jesus is saying, look, the kingdom grows because of God, (laughs) not because of you and me, right? The kingdom of God grows because of him, because of God. But if God is the one that makes his kingdom grow and not me, then what is my role in the kingdom? What is your role in the kingdom? And I think this is where we have to jump down then to that Matthew chapter 17 passage. And this Matthew chapter 17 passage is right after Jesus and Peter and James and John. They come down from the mountain and this transfiguration moment that we've looked at several times at Missy over the past few months. And when they get down from the mountain, they are met by this father whose son is possessed by a demon. And the father says that, look, he's already taken his son to the other disciples, uh, presumably the the other disciples that didn't go up onto the mountain with Jesus in that moment. And those disciples were unable to cast out the demon. And so Jesus actually casts the demon out. But the disciples are kind of confused and they're wondering, why why can we not do this? Why couldn't we cast out this demon? And Jesus says it's because this demon comes out through faith. He says it's a matter of faith. But then he says, but don't worry, because even if your faith is as small as a mustard seed, then you can do all of these things. See, I think in this moment, in this story, the disciples were falling for the same thing that I so often do today in my own life. Believing that if I can just have enough faith in myself then I will be able to make Jesus' kingdom grow on my own. And Jesus says, no, you got to stop thinking that way. That's not the way that this thing works in my kingdom. He says, look at this seed, this mustard seed. This is all the faith that you need to move mountains. Which that just seems absolutely absurd, right? I actually... (laughs) I actually picture some of the disciples like in the middle of the night, they're getting up and they walk to a mountain and they start like rubbing their hands together. And they're like, this is the night that I get to move the mountain. They close their eyes and they're like, move mountain. And the mountain doesn't move. But see, Jesus didn't tell them to have faith in themselves, in their own ability to do the impossible. And then the mountain would somehow move, right? He was telling them to have faith in him, in Jesus, because Jesus can move the mountain. Like Jesus has the ability to do the impossible. See, faith is not about me trusting in my own power and ability to do the impossible. I think this is why the disciples couldn't cast the demon out in that moment. Jesus was up on the mountain and they were probably thinking, all right, now is our opportunity to do those impossible things that Jesus has been doing. And their faith kind of turned inward towards themselves and then they were unable to cast out the demon. See, faith is about trusting that Jesus can and already has done the impossible for us. And those impossible things that he's done, 
the most important one we talked about on Easter Sunday, which was raising from the dead, right? And he's no, he's he, he's now you know longing to continue that work of doing these impossible things through us, through you and I. So how do these parables about the mustard seed fit into starting Missio five years ago? And I think it's because, you know, at that time and still today, we believe that when imperfect, broken people trying to do the hard work of navigating life, when they come together in our mustard size faith, then that accumulation of those small seeds of our faith creates the opportunity for Jesus to use us to create spaces where other people can then experience the life-giving power of the presence of Jesus with us. You know, part of our vision all along at Missio has been to create space in this world where people can worship together, where they can play together, and where, can, where they can solve problems together. And that together part is so key. It is so critical. Because one of the absolute truths of faith is that we do not always feel strong in our faith, do we? Last week, Daniel mentioned that this life of faith is not just a personal relationship with Jesus that we're talking about. But that it's about a community of faith in our collective relationship with Jesus. That sometimes when we are feeling less connected to Jesus, like our faith is just kind of taking a hit, it's in those moments where we can then rely on the faith of those in, in our community at Missio to keep us pursuing Jesus. Because what the church is truly meant to be is a place where we can come together with the fullness of our strengths, our doubts, our day-to-day struggles and joys, and to say, I may not feel it today in the moment, but I trust that Jesus is still taking that morsel of faith to do something that I may or may not be aware of around me. You know, over these past five years, I have become convinced just thoroughly convinced that any story of greatness in the kingdom has very little to do with our efforts and more to do with our faithfulness. Remaining faithful to pursuing Jesus and allowing him to use us to bring Tove to the world. Tove is that idea of the goodness of God to the world. And this is what I see in Missio as a church. You know, we are all at different points in our spiritual journey with Jesus. We all have different questions. We have different struggles. We have different concerns. We have different victories. But we are all headed in the same direction together, which is toward Jesus. See, When I think about Missio turning five, one of the things that strikes me is that there's really no reason for us to still be a church. And there's actually many reasons along the way in our five-year history that should have caused us to no longer be a church. Those COVID years, particularly, there was a lot of churches that closed. There was a lot of difficult things that that churches 
wrestled with and went through that caused them to no longer be a church. And so it was almost like the cards have been stacked against us in many ways these past five years. There's no reason that we're still here as a church. But then I began to realize that it's it's not all the reasons why we shouldn't still be here. It's the reason of your faithfulness to Jesus and his power to move mountains. That is the reason that we're celebrating five years as a church together. It's your faithfulness to, to Jesus and to one another. That is the reason that we are still here as a church. That is the way that we continue moving for five more years as a church together. With all of the challenges and all of the joys that are going to come our way over these next five years, it is our faithfulness to one another and to Jesus primarily that is going to allow us to continue over these next five years. And I can honestly say that it is, it is mine and Laura's great joy to be a part of this church with you all. So thank you for being a part of Missio Church in whatever, in whatever form that looks like for you. Whoever is listening, you're a part of this church with us. And I just want to say happy birthday to Missio. Five years, it's an amazing thing. Hope you all have a wonderful week. Bye, everyone. Thank you.